let me just say I'm, I'm praying and believing uh, that 2019 will be one of the best years you ever have. I've been praying that for you guys as a church. I have been. I have. I really have. Uh, and, and so that being said, I, I'm starting a new series this morning uh, that will run through the month of January uh, called Focus. Focus. Just simply put, focus. Seeing God's vision for your life. Now, I, I, I think this is an important series to begin the year off with. I think it's quite obvious why, but uh, today's message is important for, for a lot of reasons as well. But I want to I focus in on something this morning. But before I do, I, I, I heard a story of this little boy uh, this Christmas who uh, received, he, for Christmas, he got a new baseball bat for Christmas. And he was just an avid baseball fan. He loved baseball. So he got this new baseball bat, and he couldn't wait to try out this new baseball bat. And so the next morning, he, he got up really early and uh, didn't have any siblings. So he got up really early, took his baseball bat, took his ball, went out in the backyard. And as he's running out the door, he says, I'm the greatest hitter in baseball. And so he goes out in the, ba- in the backyard. He takes his ball. He throws it up in the air, swings, and he misses. And so he's, he, he's, he's like, all right, it's, it's all good. And so he, he reaches down and grabs the ball again. He goes, I'm the greatest hitter in baseball. And he throws the ball up again. He swings and he misses. A little bit frustrated, but nonetheless, he, he, he reaches down, he grabs the ball, and he, he says, I'm the greatest hitter in baseball. And he throws the ball up again, swings, and he misses. Looks down at the ball and goes, wow, I'm the greatest pitcher in baseball. Because he was tossing the ball to himself. And he, you, got, you got it? You got it? Now, now, I don't know who you are in that story. Are you the hitter or the pitcher? Whoever you are in that story. But I, I, I'm, I'm the pitcher. I'm the pitcher. I'm, I'm the optimist. I'm the guy that'll be like, hey, well, if that didn't work out, I'm just going to go this route. Like, this, this is good. I see, try to see the good in everything and, and try to figure out the good in everything. And, 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 and I'm, I, I run into a new year with the same mentality. I run in as the optimist. I run in as like, man, this is going to be an awesome year. It's going to be a great year. I'm excited to see all that's going to happen this year. I'm looking forward to this new year. But with that being said, I I have to say some truth to you this morning because it's an obligation of mine as a pastor to share this with you as well. But uh, uh, because I'm an optimist, because I look for great things in the new year, I I have to also face realities as well. And, and, And the reality simply is with the new year comes new challenges, right? With the new year also comes new trials. With the new year sometimes comes new trouble. Things that you didn't anticipate, things that you did not see coming. How many of you can say in 2018, some things jumped off in 2018 that you just did not see coming? You did not start off 2018 thinking you would see the troubles that you saw in 2018. You did not start off 2018 with all the brand new goals and resolutions and things that you want to accomplish in 2018. You did not start thinking about all the trials you were going to see this year. You didn't know, but they came anyway. They came anyway, and, 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 and for some of you, some of those trials and some of that trouble that came in 2018, there was no resolution, there was no goal, there was no anything that could prepare you for the trial you were going to face in 2018. And it's the same for 2019. 
There's no, in and of yourself, a goal or resolution or things you set for yourself that can outright really prepare you for what's going to come in this new year. I don't say that to discourage you. Because I think this message today will encourage you. But let me just make this one thing clear. That's why it's important for us. You may have your goals and your resolutions and your vision for your life. But it is important for you and I to align our vision, to focus and align our, our sights on the vision that God has for us. It's important for us to do that. Why? Because what we'll discover is that God's vision for our lives, God's vision for our lives is the only thing that can sustain us when we face the trials and tribulations of 2019. It's the only thing that'll sustain us. It's the only thing that'll keep us. It's the only thing that'll help us remain and stand firm. And so this morning, uh, uh, beginning this series off, it, I'm, I'm focusing primarily on our lives and God's vision for our lives. And throughout this series, we're going to talk about God's vision for our marriages, God's vision for our family. And we're going to close out this series talking about God's vision for our church. But today, specifically for our lives. I want to look at the story in the Bible of a man named Jehoshaphat. Say Jehoshaphat. Turn in your Bible if you have it, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A man named Jehoshaphat. Now before we read anything, before we get into anything, let me just kind of set the scene here. 2 Chronicles chapter 19 in the previous chapter, what we discover about Jehoshaphat, one of the things we know is that he's, he's the king of Judah. He's God's appointed king of Judah. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 19, what he's doing is we see him uh, uh, kind of reprioritizing and realigning uh, the nation uh, to follow after God. He's, he's putting things in order. He's, 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 he's setting the priorities right. In fact, in chapter 19, it says that he's, he's bringing them back to God. He's, he's getting the nation uh, uh, focused and refocused again on God. He's setting everything right, setting everything in order, kind of like we do at the new year. We, we want to reprioritize. We want to get things in order. We want to line things out right. And so this was Jehoshaphat in chapter 19. But then chapter 20 happens. As we'll begin to read, Jehoshaphat is faced with a challenge that he didn't quite see Coming. In fact, let's just go ahead and read it in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Verse 1 says, After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites, and with them some of the Munites, came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea. And behold, they are in Hazazan Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Let's stop right there. So now we see Jehoshaphat doing all the right things. He's, he, he's making his goals. He's, he's setting the priorities straight. He's bringing the nation back to God. And then in chapter 20, right out the gate we see trouble is on the horizon. Trouble that he probably did not anticipate would be happening. He gets word that there are nations that are conspiring to attack him. There, there are surrounding nations that are coming together to come and attack Jehoshaphat and Judah. But in verse 3, it says, Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So here we see Jehoshaphat gets this news. 
after he'd done everything right, he'd done all the stuff he knew he was supposed to do. Then he gets the news that this, these nations are conspiring to come together to attack him. And verse 3 says that he was afraid. Jehoshaphat was afraid. Now, that's a, a, a natural response for any of us. When you are afraid, it's because you don't know the outcome. You don't know what's going to happen. There's a fear of the unknown. There's, a, there's, a, there's an anticipation that, that, that something is, it, it might go wrong. And so he, Jehoshaphat was afraid. But what I love about Jehoshaphat is his response to his fear. It says, then Jehoshaphat was afraid and he set his face to seek the Lord. And I'm going to jump right into this really quick. And I hope you're taking notes this morning, writing this down, putting it in your phone, whatever you want to do for this new year. Start this off right, okay? Jehoshaphat was afraid, but he sought the Lord. Are you hearing what's happening here? His first response to his fear was to seek God, and I'm telling you this morning that the first step, the first thing God wants us to understand and see in his vision towards us is he wants us to seek God. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to, to seek him. He wants us to look for him. Now, when we talk about seeking God, let me, let me break that down a little bit for us. When you are seeking something, it is you looking for something that is not there. You're seeking something that is not there. Well, this doesn't communicate to us that God is not there because God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at every time. God is everywhere. But what seeking God means is Jehoshaphat is making himself aware of the presence of God. God didn't just show up to Jehoshaphat. God was already there. But seeking God is, is, is Jehoshaphat becoming aware of his presence. And I think for many of us in this new year, we not, need to become more aware of the presence of God. And we do that by seeking God. We do that by seeking, by, by, by going after him, by, by, by becoming aware of his presence presence. And how do we do that? Well, we see in verse 5 through 12 that Jehoshaphat begins to pray to the Lord. In verse 5 through 12, we see Jehoshaphat crying out to God. And what, what's so cool about Jehoshaphat's prayer to God is that he, he's reminding God of, of what he's already done. He's like, God, the, the, these folks are coming after us to remove us from a land that you gave us. He, he's reminding God of what God has already accomplished and what God has already done. And he would not have been able to do that had he not already had a knowledge of God. And so seeking God can consist of not only prayer, but, but having an understanding of his word. Reading the Bible this year. For some of you, you've started Bible plans and you, 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 you got that going this year. And, and January 1, you were good. January 2, you were good. January 3, you were eh. January 4, you were like, ah, today you didn't even wake up reading the word. Don't quit. Don't stop. It is not too late. Pick it right back up again. But why? Because seeking God consists of prayer. It consists of reading his word. Jehoshaphat was only able to remind God of the things that he had already done because he knew God. And ways that we come to know God is getting into his word and in prayer. But not only do we see that he goes into prayer, 
But it says here in verse 12, I, I love the way he, 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 he ends this prayer. Verse 12, he says, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You need to mark that. You need to write that down. You need to post that up somewhere in your house. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And for some of you, the challenges that you're going to face this year, you are going to come up against some obstacles, some challenges where you don't know what to do. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know how you're going to survive it. You don't know how you're going to navigate or get through it. You need to come to a place like Jehoshaphat did and say, God, I just, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm powerless against this challenge that has come against me. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what, God? My eyes are on you. I am seeking you. So prayer. We also see that, that he, he, he begins to call a fast for the nation, prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Now, uh, I'm, 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 a big, I'm a big proponent of praying, and I'm a big proponent of fasting. Now, I know some of you in here this morning have already started a fast for the new year. Some of you started fasting January 1. That's just your thing. You got started on that, and, and, and keep that going. But some of you may not have started a fast. Some of you may not have ever fasted before in your life. And so uh, I, I got asked, I've been asked by a few folks, you know, are, are you doing a church-wide fast? Are you, are you doing a fast? I'm like, yeah, I am. But I, I didn't want to start it until I communicated it from the pulpit, uh, uh, what, how we wanted to do it and how we were going to do it. And so uh, what we're doing as a church, and if you've already started a fast, keep it going. But what, what I want to do as a church and what I want to want you to join me in if you haven't started a fast yet is is January the 11th Friday January the 11th through the 31st it's 21 days I want to end the month of January in a fast because I want to seek God I want to seek God for my own life I want to seek God for my family I want to seek God for this church and you may you want to seek God for your own life for your family for different things going on uh, in your life you're, you're believing God for this year whatever that is you know what it, it, it's, it's okay if you come together corporately for a fast it's okay if we do that as a fa as a fast together and so uh, January 11th this Friday I'm starting a fast now your fast may look differently than mine but it, it's it's basically you say you fasting from some things that are significant to you and and I I, I emphasize the word significant to you uh, fast some things that you know it's going to be very difficult for you to do without right like for some of you maybe TV maybe social media in December, I did a social media fast in December. I've, I had never done a full month social media fast before. I've done a week social media fast, but I've never done a full month. Let me just say, December was incredible for me. I didn't realize, I didn't realize the pull and the tug that social media had on my life. I'm just being honest. I didn't realize how good it felt not to be bombarded with so much junk and drama, and negativity. I, I didn't realize it until it was pulled away from me. 
I didn't realize it until I fasted from it. I didn't realize it until I got away from it. And so I did that in December just to kind of start the year off right. And, and so I thought, well, let's, let's corporately do a fast together as a church. And so you can fast whatever it is you want to fast, whatever holds some significance in your life, whatever it is that you say, man, this is difficult for me to do without. It may be certain foods. It may be soda. It may be whatever it is. But January 11th through the 31st is this 21-day fast that I'm starting. And I would love for you to join me if you haven't started a fast yet. But but I believe it, it, it's part of us seeking God. This is, this is an intricate part of us seeking the face of God. Prayer and fasting. But here's such, such a cool thing that I, I don't want us to overlook this morning. In verse 13, it says, Meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord. It wasn't just Jehoshaphat. It was all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. So it was the whole family came together with this. They didn't just put it on Jehoshaphat. All of Judah and their entire family came together. Let me just tell you something. I pray and I fast for you guys. I do. But do not put it all on me. (laughs) Don't do that. Do not put it all on the leadership of this house. The Bible says all Judah. Say all Judah. All Judah. Everybody came together and sought the Lord. Wasn't just Jehoshaphat. See, and sometimes we can be so just caught up in, man, well, I'm just going to trust Pastor Chris is handling that, and he's praying and fasting for me. You know what? And I am. But don't put it all on me. You hold a responsibility as well to pray and to fast and to seek the face of God for your life and for your family. Dads, fathers that are in here today, you hold the responsibility to fast and pray for your family. You hold that responsibility. It is on you. It's on you. Moms, you hold the responsibility to pray and fast for your family. It is on you. That's corporate. That is coming together to seek the face of God. And so I love the fact that it, it, it stressed the fact that, that, that it wasn't just on Jehoshaphat. It wasn't just on the leader of that nation. It was the whole nation. The whole nation came together to seek the face of God. Now, what happened when they sought the face of God? God gave them a plan. God gave them a plan. And let me just tell you something this morning. Some of you want a vision. Some of you have already set a vision, a plan, and a goal for 2019 but you didn't even seek God on it. Some of you set your own goals, your own visions, your own plans, your own resolutions. You've done all these things that you want to accomplish for 2019, but you haven't even sought God yet. You didn't even take the moment to ask him, God, what, what, what do you have for me in this new year? What, what do you want me to accomplish this new year? What's the vision you have for me in this new year? What's the goals that you want me to set in this new year? They sought the Lord. They came together. They prayed. They fasted. God gave them a plan. Verses 14 through 17, the Bible says in verse 14, it says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, son of Zechariah. So, so we see now that God is beginning to move. God has been activated, and he's moving based on them seeking God. Uh, jump down to verse 15. Uh, this is the word that came to them. It says, thus says the Lord to you, 
Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16, tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and they will, you will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jeru. And you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Okay, so, so here we see right out the gate, he's giving them a plan. He, God is telling them, hey, look, this is how it's going to go down. This is where your enemies are going to come up from. This is where they're going to be. But hey, check this out. You don't even have to lift a finger. I'm going to fight for you. The battle's not even yours. And one of my biggest fears for this new year is that some of you are going to fight battles you were never meant to fight this year. Some of you fought battles in 2018 you were never meant to fight. But they sought the Lord and God gave them a plan. He gave them a plan. If you seek the Lord, if you seek his face, he will give you a plan. He'll give you a plan. And God was very clear to Judah. He was very clear to them and said, look, I, I, I'm, you need to go where this battle is. I'm going to call you to go where this battle is. But check this out. You're, you're not even going to have to fight. I'm going to fight for you. This battle's not yours. It's mine. I've got you. I'll take care of you. You will not need to fight in this battle, but all I need you to do is to stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation on the Lord on your behalf. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. So they received the plan. They received their instruction. God laid it all out for them. This is how it's going to go down. Why? Because they sought the Lord. They were seeking God. Seeking God is a vital part of understanding and seeing God's vision for your life. He wants you to seek him. He wants you to seek him. He wants you to look for him. God wants to be involved with the affairs of your life. God wants to be involved with the decision-making in your life. God wants to be involved in all these intricate areas and details of your life. Some of you today are facing some very important decisions that you need to make. Very important decisions. I urge you, seek God in these decisions. Don't make big moves without seeking God. Don't make these, 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 these big decisions without seeking God. And he gave them a plan. And he let it be known to them, man, you will not need to even fight in this battle. Just go to this place. Just move to this place that I tell you to, and you will not even have to lift a finger. I've 
got you. Verse 18 says, Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. See, this is another intricate part of seeking him. There's prayer, there's fasting, but there's worshiping him. Because, see, when you begin to worship God in the midst of the trouble, number two, write this down. It is now letting him know that you trust him. So not only do you seek God, but you trust God. You trust his plan. You trust his plan. You trust what he gave you. See, but, but, but what happens a lot of times is we, we seek God and we're like, oh, God, I need your help in this situation. Oh, God, I need your help with this decision I need to make. Oh, God, I need your help in my finances. I need your help in my relationship. I need your help in my marriage. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And then he gives you this plan. And what's crazy is the plan doesn't even make sense to you. And because it doesn't make sense to you, sometimes it's hard to trust it. But God is calling you to seek him, but he's also calling you to trust him. I gave you the plan. I gave you steps to do. I gave you the process. Are you going to trust the process? You asked me to show you. You asked me to reveal some things to you, and I did. Now I just need you to trust me. Now I need you just to trust me. I need you to stand firm, hold your ground. And trust that I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And I don't know who that's for this morning. And I don't know what, what big decisions you have to be made in this new year. Some of you, the year just started and you're already in the thick of it. But God is calling us to trust him. He's calling us to believe what he said, to stand firm in what he said. And verse 20 says, And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. So he's reminding them, hey, I know this doesn't make sense. I know God is calling us to the battleground, but he says we don't have to fight. And he's prepared, he had to prepare them for this. Why? Because he knew when they got there, they would see their enemies coming for them. He knew they would see their enemies in pursuit of them. He knew they, that, that they would see them coming with their weapons drawn, ready to attack, ready to fight. And he's reminding them, hey, I need you to believe in the word of the Lord. I need you to believe in what he said. I need you to trust him. And I'm telling you this morning, I need you to trust him. I need you to trust his plan. I need you to trust his process. Some of you are questioning God on your family and your marriage and you're asking God for a solution in your marriage and your family. And for some of you, what you've sensed is that God has just told you to wait. Don't make any brash decisions. Don't jump ship. Don't leave your family. Don't. He's just telling you to wait. 
And when he tells you to wait, it's oftentimes the solution that doesn't really make sense. Because, God, I don't want to wait. God, I've been waiting. God, I, I, I've been given this great opportunity. This great opportunity is ahead of me, and I think I need to jump and take it. God may be telling you, just wait. Just wait. Just trust my plan. Do you trust me? Do you trust my process? Just wait. Well, what if the opportunity passes me up? What if I don't get another opportunity again? Hey, then it was never meant for you in the first place. God is asking us to trust him. There's some decisions even with this church here that we've, we've been uh, under, the, under the gun with for the past few months and things that we want to do, things that we need to do, we need to get done. And, 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 and opportunities have come up for us to move in certain areas and move in certain decisions. But you know what? Those opportunities fell through. And I thought sometimes you can get discouraged and sometimes you can just be like, ah, oh, oh, God, why didn't we get that? And, 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 and I sense this, this, this peace and this calmness in my spirit, just God saying, hey, just trust me. I know what's best for the church. After all, it's my church. It's not yours. It's my church. And I have to trust the process. I have to trust God. I've been seeking him. He's given us a plan. I just got to trust it. I just got to trust it. And that's my prayer for us this morning, is that we come to a place of just the utmost trust in God for this new year. Don't just jump into things in this new year. Don't just make brass decisions because they make sense to you. Don't just make decisions because this is what the next person said. See, some of us consult other people way way more than we consult God. See, some of us like Jehoshaphat, the first, the first sign of fear that we had, we, we started to figure out a solution on our own. We started to make a solution on our own. We, we started to, 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 to seek out other people to, to find out what we need to do, or we just Googled it, or we YouTubed it. We'll figure it out. It's on YouTube. Something's got to be on YouTube. I'll figure it out. And God is, is all the while just like, hey, I'm right here. All, all I'm waiting for you is to ask me. All I'm waiting for you is to seek me. I'll give you a plan. And when I give you the plan, I just need you to trust it. I need you to trust it. And so Jehoshaphat was reminding him again, hey, remember the word of the Lord. Remember what he said, because what you're about to see, it's going to get pretty dark. It's going to be pretty scary probably. But remember the word of the Lord. Verse 22 says, and when they began to sing and praise. So, so now they're, they're, they're walking into battle. But what we read in the text is Jehoshaphat, as they're walking into battle, he send, sends out the worship team first. He says, worship team, y'all go in front of the line. That's like sending Chris out with the guitar first and we're going into battle. He's like, I don't get no pistol. I don't get a gun. Nope. 
Just take your guitar with you. But I'm in the front of the line. Just go. And he set out the worship team first. Why? And they set out worshiping the Lord. It says, and when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were routed. So now God began to stir up confusion in, the, in his enemy's army. But it says, when they began to sing and praise... So not only does God want you to seek him, not only does God want you to trust him, but this year in 2019, God wants you to watch him. He wants you to watch him. Watch him fulfill the promises that he's made to you. Watch him fulfill all the things that you've been waiting on in 2019. Just watch him. Watch him move. Verse 29 says, And the fear of God came on all the kingdoms of the countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. So what happened was they arrived on the scene, and they were worshiping God. They were worshiping him because they were trusting him. And as they began to worship and as they arrived on the scene, the enemy started coming up, but something happened. God disrupted their armies, and they began to kill each other. And if you read the text, the Bible says that they, they, after they killed each other, they went out to the battlefield, and everybody was dead all around them. And they didn't even lift a finger. In fact, the Bible says that they saw all their goods and everything, and they just began to take their goods. Like, hey, he won't be needing that. He won't be needing that. And they just began to go around. What did they do? They trusted. They trusted God, and they watched. And in 2019, I am urging you all to watch and just marvel at what God is going to do this year. Just watch and marvel. Let him fight the battle. Let him fight for you. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Are you willing to seek him? Are you willing to go after him? You want to know God's vision for your life? It falls in those three things. To seek him, to trust him, to watch him. And I don't know what you're going to face this new year. I don't know what challenges you're going to face. I don't know what challenges I'm going to face this new year. I just know I'll face some. Chances are this year I'll probably be hit with some news that I wasn't expecting. Because that's what happened last year and the year before that. There's a possibility I may face some things this year that I just did not anticipate. And you know what? Just like Jehoshaphat, there's a possibility I might be afraid. I might not know what to do. But I hope that I move like Jehoshaphat did. And I hope I step and I walk like Jehoshaphat did and say, man, I'm afraid, but man, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to worship. I'm going to seek him. I'm going to seek him because I, I know he's got a far better plan than I have for myself. 
I know he's got a far better solution than I know I have for myself. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Let that be what you run with this year. Let that, be, let that be the statement that just reigns in your life whenever you face your drama, whenever you face your trials this year. I don't know what to do, God, but my eyes are on you. I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't, know what, I don't know what to make of this, God. But my eyes are on you. Watch God. Do some incredible things in 2019. Watch him. Watch him do the miraculous in 2019. Watch him do the supernatural in 2019. Watch him just blow your mind in 2019. How many of you are believing that this morning? Let's stand to our feet.